Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platon. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Frankie goes to Hollywood version of that song. 
is the superior version. This is Oilers now today in Los Gatos, California, about 15 minutes away from uh, San Jose, where the Oilers will take the Sharks on tomorrow night. This is Oilers now coming up in the first half hour of the show. A full recap of what was as diametrically opposed of a weekend as you will see in the National Hockey League. The Oilers laying a flat-out stink bomb in a 4 nothing defeat in Los Angeles against the worst team in the NHL on um, Saturday night and then responding behind a brilliant start from netminder Cam Talbot. And doesn't it always start goal at the end of the day? And then uh, scoring some greasy goals and sticking up for one another all game long in a 4 nothing victory against the Anaheim Ducks, a team that has rubbed the Oilers' nose in the dirt for a long time. So a complete recap with some thoughts on those games. John Shannon, a regular Monday contributor to Oilers Now. Uh, we'll have an animated conversation with John coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. One of the things we'll discuss, and I know I tweeted out a uh, a highlight, uh, or a lowlight rather, that uh, Terry Evans had put out on uh, the hit involving Connor McDavid, and just just typical of the National Hockey League. And yes, I am a little bit of an elitist in this regard. I believe that you need to protect the stars of the game, the players that actually sell tickets to the game. I don't believe for a second that everybody feels that way in critical roles in the NHL because I think a lot of those people in critical roles were never stars themselves. But uh, at the end of the day, the National Hockey League is in the entertainment business. In the NFL, you can't late-hit quarterbacks anymore. You used to be able to pick them up and chuck them head first in the turf, uh, turf like uh, uh, Turkey Jones did with the Cleveland Browns back in the day on, uh, on Terry Bradshaw. You can't do that anymore. You can't late hit and concuss quarterbacks, which you know shorten the length of Troy Aikman's careers. Not allowed to do that in the NFL. In basketball, they always say, "Well, the star players they get a walk, and uh, if you foul them, you get called, and that sort of thing." They protect their stars because they understand the star value. That play last night, I saw the response on Twitter after I put some comments out there, and that's part of the reason why the NHL at times has some difficulty gaining some traction in the U.S. marketplace. And I'm going to give you a chance to jump in and get interactive with me. Uh, coming up at 1 o'clock today, we can talk about a multitude of things, where the orders are at right now. Maybe they are just what they are. Maybe they're a 500 team that some nights has bad games and some nights doesn't look too bad. Uh, is there a chance for improvement? Can they make the playoffs? Time will tell. And you can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. They've got Tom Petty uh, honoring the music of Tom Petty. With free fall on January 12th at the River Cree Resort and Casino tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and reach out to Brendan Escott, at Brendan Escott. And uh, one thirty today, we'll have an update from the farm as well. Jay Woodcroft, who spent the last three seasons on the Oilers coaching staff, his team's in a bit of a funk right now. I'm going to bring Brendan Escott into the show. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, they salvaged the weekend, didn't they? Uh, they. You're uh, not convinced. You're not convinced about that. Oh no! It was. They salvaged the weekend. I mean. The game against Los Angeles was as frustrated as I've personally been with the team this season. Um, 
and there's one thing I hate. I hate going down without a fight. And there wasn't a lot of fight. And, uh, you know, Drew Doughty, got, I, I don't know if all the guys on the Oilers saw what Drew Doughty did, but all the fans did. And that sort of stuff drives fans nuts. And in the, here's the thing. Like, you know, you're a, you're. how would we describe Kamloops? A central BC uh, kid? You're yeah, a central BC Yeah, it's kid, in the interior. Right? Call it the interior. Okay, so... Full disclosure here, were you a Canucks fan or an Oilers fan growing up as a kid? Canucks fan, for sure. Okay, so you like Pavel Bure, right? I didn't get to see much of Bure. I mean, my era was certainly the Sedins, even the West Coast Express with Maslin Bertuzzi. Okay, well, what did you think when, uh, you know, uh, Steve Moore hit uh, Marcus Maslin and then the Canucks responded the way they did? Were you fine with that? Absolutely. Right? Went a little far, but you're probably fine with that. And I can tell you, I mean, I've... I grew up in Alberta, and uh, northern Alberta, as listeners to the show would know, and I was a very uh, average uh, youth player, and I can tell you that when we played against good teams and I ran around and was an idiot, sometimes I got sent a message, and occasionally it came from guys like Todd Ewan. You know, because St. Albert and Sherwood Park always had really good teams, way better teams than we had with the Strathcona Warriors. And even at that age, you knew when not to cross the line. And uh, and then watching the Oilers of the 1980s, I mean, when you watch the Edmonton Oilers of the 1980s, you touch Wayne Gretzky, it was going to be a long night for you because the Oilers had backup. Well, Peter Shirelli, in theory, built this big, heavy team. So, you know, Dowdy, first period, flicks his elbow back and gets McDavid, gives him a shot. I, I would like a little bit of response. My frustration with watching the Oilers is they never make it difficult on opposition team stars. And teams have figured out, like Vancouver, who's beaten Edmonton twice this year, like Los Angeles, who's beaten Edmonton twice this year, that you can make it difficult on the Oilers' uh, top players. In the Kings' case, it was a five-man unit. You know, six if you include Jonathan Quick, but the pairing of Dowdy and Forbord, Andre Kopitar. I mean, Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick are the key to two Stanley Cup championships for the LA Kings. Those guys have pride, and they don't want to be beat. And so they're going to push it. But when I see Jeff Carter in the third period, in a game that the Oilers aren't going to win, get a free shot on McDavid and very little response, that frustrates me. So that's – and you know what? You got – it hasn't gone well for Milan Lucic here. I don't want him to become a whipping boy, but I want to see him engaged, and not just with the Brendan Leipzig of the world. Uh, last night, let's give Lucic credit, the game against Anaheim, he flattened. He flattened Brandon Montour in the corner. And that led directly to a goal. And then he got in Montour's grill after goal. And frankly, there's no way Lucic should have received an additional minor penalty on that play. It should have been coincidental minors. I love the response from Lucic in that situation. That's how you got to do it. Tomorrow night when Edmonton plays San Jose, if I'm Ken Hitchcock, you know, if Lucic can get there, he's got to get shots in on a couple right-shot defensemen, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, because those guys crushed the Oilers the last time the two teams met. By the way, just as a matter of interest, when Edmonton played San Jose last, two defensemen that had been waived were in the lineup. Garrison and Weidman played against San Jose when the Oilers got lit up. So we'll wait and see. But that's uh, enough about that. Let's get to our direct workwear Oilers now. Audio Vault for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. 
directworkwear.com at Edmonton Based Company. With the highlights, we'll start in L.A. so you can hear a little bit of the sound, the frustration, and then we'll get to some comments from Ken Hitchcock. The Oilers began the week of, I guess, clarification with a win over Arizona. It ended a six-game slide. It didn't come easy, but they rarely do, and they certainly don't in the City of Angels, where the Oilers have dropped 13 of 14 heading into tonight. Clifford breaks free. Right side, Richard scores. 1-0, and it's Kyle Clifford with his Able to keep it in was Drew Doughty. Second effort sets up Toffoli. Scores! Doughty knocked it down, and Toffoli went right through Petrovic. Here comes an opening for Jeff Carter. Wrist shot score. 3-0 Los Angeles. Carter puts it upstairs, top left corner. And that'll be all for Miko Koskinen. Cam Talbot is on his way in less than 14 minutes into the hockey game. Got to make a stop. Didn't get one. Three odd man breaks, three goals. Nugent Hopkins loads up left circle. McDavid's open, a shot tipped. What a sprawling stop by Quick. He got the redirect. Muzzin deflected it to Kopitar. Woods fires and scores. 4 nothing Los Angeles. The Edmonton Oilers have been second best all night long. I mean, that was an elite level finish from Kopitar. Heck of a shot. Good setup from Brown. Those two guys have killed the Oilers forever. All right. Uh, they did. 4 nothing was the final score. Ken Hitchcock, he was bringing the heat after the game against L.A. We had one player show up and play. Darnell Nurse was our best player by a mile. He was one of the most competitive players on the ice, and that's all we had. We, we, we didn't compete. Their best players were their best players. We didn't compete. So this isn't on... This is on everybody, everybody. When you have one player that competes at a high level in a game like this, it's, it can't be acceptable. There's been too much of this go on in the first 41 games. We win one, and then we take our foot off the gas, and that's exactly what we did. But, Mom, when one guy's at that level and, and everybody else is struggling even to compete for a puck, come on. It's what happens when you don't show up. Uh, Hitch added some additional comments on the order as being a team that's uh, motivated by situations. I think you are what you are, and right now, what has to change for us, we're a situation-motivated team. The situation motivates us, and it has to come from in the locker room. So you or I or anybody else, we can bark and bitch and scream and yell all we want, but it has to come from inside the locker room. And... The situation is motivating us. I've only been here 20 games, but and, and I see the situation motivates. We lose, we get embarrassed, we get motivated. And that can't, that isn't a playoff team. That isn't a playoff attitude. And we have to change. But this is, this can't be acceptable. When you have one player that's that far ahead of everybody else, it just can't be acceptable. Is that a character flaw in the room then? Is that, is that... I, I don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But, you know, I've said enough. I'll get myself in even further trouble. This is not acceptable. All right, so Edmonton responded. Uh, they pulled Ryan Spooner out of the lineup. Uh, they got Chris Russell back. We've reiterated the point. Uh, they get one and a half defensemen back when they get Chris Russell because Darnell Nurse settles down with Chris Russell as well. They started Cam Talbot. Here's the audio highlights of the Oilers' victory last night at Anaheim. 
It's the Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks from Honda Center today, right here on the Oilers Radio Network. Here's a backhand wraparound save, Gibson, then the rebound on McDavid once, twice, and it trickles home. Connor McDavid's third effort finally muscles it across the goal line. Here's Nurse, another shot blocked in front. Pugliarvi, backhander score! Edmonton 2-0, Yessa Pugliarvi. Well, Yessa Pugliarvi's been moving his feet so far in this game and is the benefactor. He's three of the four goals that he's scored this year and sort of been garbage goals around the net. And now off the draw, a huge shot on Reek by Darnell Nurse. Enrique was originally engaged with Leon Drysettle, and Nurse came over and absolutely pancaked Adam Enrique. The steal by Nugent Hopkins races in, left wing, drag move to Brodziak, backhander score! Short-handed goal for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's 3-0! On tour, smacked into by Lucic, who recovers the puck, then tried to center for Pugliarvi, out to the point, here's a quick shot, score! Leon Drysettle makes it 4-0! Getzloff's throwing punches He's here. He's trying to get Leon into a fight. Dreisaitl's not dropping the gloves. Getzloff tagged him with a couple of right hands. Well, this is what happens with Anaheim when they get down in games. Lindholm will close it out, and so will Cam Talbot. His first shutout since the season opener, 2017-18. First shutout in 89 games since he beat Calgary 3-0 with 27 saves. He needs 39 tonight. All right, well, it starts in goal. Talbot was brilliant. He was stellar. Uh, he was terrific early when Edmonton, uh, you know, they had a skitter start out of the gate. And therein lies part of the rub. I mean, Koskinen's outplayed Talbot to this point, but Koskinen didn't give the Oilers a stop in any of those odd man breaks against L.A., and uh, the Oilers didn't have it, and they weren't competitive enough against the Kings. And last night, the Oilers had plenty of compete, but if they'd fallen behind in the game, you wonder whether or not they would have uh, sagged a bit. Instead, Talbot's performance, according to Ken Hitchcock, played a significant factor in the victory. He's been trending this way, and it's uh, like I said, it's 1-1-A and and we're going to need 1-1-A. Both guys, for me, if we expect to get in the playoffs, both guys are going to have to be a big part of the story here. Hitchcock added some additional thoughts overall in the Oilers' victory against Anaheim. Well, the effort, it was a hard game. I mean, Back-to-back, a short rest, Anaheim's sitting here, and they've had a tough goal of it. But I thought two things. Uh, play of Cam Talbot was outstanding, and then we just saw the impact of Chris Russell and makes you really want to get Clefbaum in too because uh, obviously the plays that Russ made uh, back there helped with our composure and kind of made you understand why we were on our run because of... You've got two players who can make plays of that in composure. You're going to get yourself out of all kinds of trouble rather than in trouble. So I thought those two, the play of Talbs was outstanding, especially early in the first period. And then Chris's composure helped with the composure with the rest of the group. Yeah, a couple more thoughts. Uh, you heard uh, Jack describe the scenario. Adam Henrique was running around in the first period taking some liberties, and Darnell Nurse put an end to that with a uh, pretty succinct message with a two-handed uh, cross-check. Um, Lucic getting involved with Montour. Uh, I mean, Montour went looking for it. He uh, and he looked right at the linesman, and he did it, too. You don't think for a second if that was open nice, he was going to sit there and engage Lucic in that situation. Kessler 
late second period uh, in a little bit of a stick-swinging battle with Kevin Gravel, and Zach Cassian came in and cleaned him up in about three seconds, and that was that. The one guy that Getzlaff, I mean, Getzlaff doesn't have a point in his last seven games. He had a frustrating night, and yeah, he, he took some shots at at at, at, uh, at Leon Dreisaitl. It was funny, uh, first or second shift to the game, and Getzlaff's given a little love tap in the back of the leg to uh, Milan Lucic, as if to say, hey man, we're both represented by Jerry Johansson here. But uh, Lucic had a, an anger on, and he's he's going to have to continue playing that way, uh, and he might you might see him Against San Jose, he could be useful if he can get in on the forecheck and throw a couple of hits like he had last night against Brandon Montour. And I mentioned that because Montour can really skate, and the Oilers are going up against a couple of really good right-shot defensemen in terms of Eric Carlson and Brett Burns, too, the highest-scoring uh, defensemen in the league over the last four years. Bounce-back win for Cam Talbot. He had this to say uh, last night on the importance of the Oilers getting depth scoring in the victory. Secondary scoring is always huge. Um, you know, we can't have the same three or four guys that are from the puck in the net every night. You need it up and down your lineup. Um, you know, and you also need it on special teams. Our, power, our penalty kill was unbelievable tonight. Uh, even got us a, a big goal at the end of the first there. So um, anytime you can get scoring from up and down your lineup and your special teams are good, then you're going to win some games. Caleb Jones had his first career multiple point game. Had these thoughts after the game. You know, there's other things in my game I think I could clean up from tonight, but, you know, getting those two assists, um, kind of a couple, you know, the one I just rim in, and, you know, they happen, Connor ends up scoring, and the other one, a block shot to Leon. So sometimes that happens, and, uh, you know, you get a couple, little bit of puck luck, and it was nice to uh, get those two tonight. Well, Caleb Jones, when when Clefbaum comes back, assuming the Oilers don't lose any uh, D between now and then, and again, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Oscar Clefbaum returns for the game against Calgary on January the 19th. I realize that's, to be honest with you, that's 39 days from when he suffered the injury against the Carolina or against Colorado uh, Avalanche. The full six weeks would uh, take him uh, right up to the game against Detroit on the 22nd, but I think he's pushing hard. It is a uh, broken pinky finger. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, the Oilers obviously have San Jose uh, tomorrow night, and then they're home for three games, Florida, Arizona, Buffalo, and then into Vancouver. they got to win that game. Like, Edmonton's got a stretch here. San Jose's playing tonight against L.A. They've got uh, eight games left in the month. They're 2-1. and one. And uh, if the Oilers can be 7-4 and four in the month, they got a chance to make the playoffs. But they got to start having months where they have like two or three more wins and losses to, to be in the mix. Otherwise, no chance. Um, but back to when they, you know, if they go Clefbaum, Larson, and Nurse and Russell, maybe they can, uh, the orders can go with Jones and uh, Petrovich in the third pairing. And that'll still leave them Gravel and Manny and Benny. They'd actually have some depth. And my guess is you'd see. It would not surprise me between now and the trade deadline if the Edmonton Oilers, if they are in the hunt, add not one, but two forwards. Okay? I could see that happening. I, I don't know what caliber of forward you could get for Matt Benning. I mean, if, it's, if he's, you know, he, to me, he could play in the NHL. Some might say he's a better player than Petrovich. I just think Petrovich has got a little bit more defined role right now in his game. So... Uh, and then the other question is, how good of a forward can you get if you dangle your first-round draft choice? Don't know. Orders have got some prospects, and they're going to have some more by next year. They could have said, we'll talk about this with Jay Woodcroft. 
six forward prospects and at least six defense prospects that are going to be playing down in Bakersfield. Maybe this is the year to do it. Anyhow, 12:27 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan back with John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6:30. Chad.